dance to the music that I can't hear. I know. <laughs> I watch David dance. <laughs> I don't know where you got this music from, but I love it. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to our first live stream of the Cloud Whisperers. I am David Broussard. And I am Brian Cheatham. Welcome, everybody. And uh, I see that we already have zero people actually watching the uh, live live stream. So that's okay. That's okay, because we're going to record this. We are still planning on posting the audio uh, to Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. And obviously, uh, we'll put the video out onto Facebook, which is where we're at. But we will also put it out to YouTube, where it's going to go as well. So hopefully, it'll work out just fine. And we'll see how that turns out. So, Brian, what have you been up to lately? So I have been nerding out, nerding out with Power Automate. Well, actually, if, if you if you say it in the right order, the way that you say it is, it's a Microsoft form that submits to a power, which submits basically to a Power Automate that then sends the information to a SharePoint list. So I've um, actually created a process inside of Rackspace to help us manage all of the intake that we have around our pre-sales deals. So we have basically a sales process that we go through and these folks, whenever they need professional services or anything like that, they fill out this intake form. That intake Mm -hmm. form will then trigger the power automate based on the submission or whatever, and then it will update the SharePoint list. And then once it's in the SharePoint list, you know, we have a centralized area for, you know, for maintaining that. So now I can go out there and have my own view as a solution architect to Mm -hmm. see which of these deals I need to work on next. Sales reps have the ability to go out and see, hey, where is my particular deliverable at, my pre-sales deliverable at in the queue? Right? So it's a centralized list that we're using. But what's interesting is that all is submitted via a Microsoft form. And what I was really, really kind of intrigued about is how easy it is to create a Microsoft form. The connection between a Microsoft form and <laughs> and you Power Automate and SharePoint list, especially when you get into like multi-select or multi-choice values, those sort of things is a little tricky. But you know, there's some really cool stuff that you can do there. Really cool yeah. things that you so I'm working with uh first Microsoft Forms. So right. So a, Microsoft Forms, Microsoft. which is and then and then you're taking Microsoft Forms and you're using Power Automate, fl- a flow in Power Automate to then write that data to a SharePoint list. That's correct. That's that's Absolutely. awesome. I yeah. I have played around with that and I've never been able to get the actual form because the forms what you get when you submit a form and then kick off an event as a result of that is always like difficult to work with. So we'll have to yeah. get you to demonstrate that to us sometime. Absolutely. And what okay. I've been up to is attempting to use Open Broadcast Studio for this podcast. <laughs> um, it's um, mm, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I obviously I have a lot it's more a good to concept. learn. So. Today, episode 14, and so Brian had this wonderful idea to about to talk about today, and that is, where do you store your stuff in Office 365? Lots of places. This is a, yeah, and the answer is lots of places. I mean, think about it. We've got email. We've got SharePoint. We've got OneDrive. We've got groups. We've got Teams. We've got Yammer. In exchange, we've got public folders. We've even got shared mailboxes, and all of those places 
are places that I could theoretically store something. So what's the, what's the problem? The problem is how do we as the end users know where specifically amongst that plethora of options that are out there to actually store something? And so, Brian, what's what is the answer to that? It's a it's long winded, <laughs> very long winded. <laughs> In perfect consultative terms, it depends, it right? Depends. It depends. Some of the stuff is sort of easy. I mean, what are some things that are that we think are relatively easy to figure out because they're they've been, their technology has been around for a long time, yeah. like email. Right. I mean, with email, I mean, it's your email, right? I mean, is that is that kind of difficult to figure out where to store stuff? I mean, yes. No, and- not really. I mean, I think it gets I think it gets a little. Yeah, you know, I, I think all of us have our own way of of managing our inbox and those sort of mm-hmm. things. What really frustrates me is trying to find something in email. I, I find it very difficult to find things in email. So um, I'm more likely to store something that I want to find later in like a a OneNote or, or somewhere in a team that has a structure that I know it has a place that it needs to live. Just to kind of, you know, trigger my memory later. Hey, where did I put that? Um, it's kind of like the whole thing of which pocket did I put my keys in in my bag? <laughs> You know, it's that whole thing. That um, is that is definitely an issue, uh, which, you know, as you say, the hard part with email, the hard part on the email is finding it again later. Because, you know, we've been using email for a long time and people have got tons and tons and tons of email out there. And it's our, it is one of our primary modes of conversation. And the end result is, I mean, gosh, the average information worker gets 300 emails a day. And that's a lot of emails to then start to sh- sift through. That's 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 six thousand emails every two weeks, and that's just that's just talking Monday through Friday. And so, as you point out, you get an email, and now you got to go back and find it. And so, Microsoft's solution to that is Search. Right. And hey, Outlook Search is pretty good, but it's not perfect. It also gets more difficult, especially when you're looking for an email related to a topic like a project yep. or uh, something that you're sure. a team that you're involved in. That's a lot more difficult, and that's where things like Office 365 Groups can become pretty valuable because I can put my emails into that instead. Yep. So I, this is the way I like to break things down. I like to break things down, and, and Brian's got a slightly different way of doing it um, that, that he gets from uh, somebody else. But I like to think of it as we've got personal data, we've got uh, we've got enterprise data, right? And and those two Venn diagrams kind of overlap each other. And right in the middle that overlaps both is something that I call ad hoc data. But Brian, you said you got uh, another way of looking at it that you've heard about? Yeah. So, I mean, I really like a lot of the infographic stuff that Matt Wade does, um, he was the original creator of the the periodic table of Office 365 elements or whatever that that table's called. It's a spectacular table, and he's he's updated over the years. But you know, his is my stuff, team stuff, and everyone's stuff. So as I talk with customers that are that are smaller in nature now that I'm working with Rackspace, it's, it's that seems to resonate well with with those customers. You know, my stuff would be one drive for business, you know, team stuff would be teams and groups. Everyone's mm -hmm. stuff could be, you know, SharePoint sites. It could be communication sites. It could be, you know, it could be Yammer. It could be those sort of things. Because that's another place we can go and store data is Yammer. Yep. So what we thought we would do at this point is we're going to talk about some examples. And we're just going to go through, we've got some, some basic examples of 
ways that content, um, type of content that you might get. And then we'll talk about where that falls into these different categories. My team, everyone, personal ad hoc enterprise, right? They're really kind of the same. And then from there, we'll talk about, okay, if that's the case, where are we going to store this? Makes sense? Yep. All right. So let's, I'm on let's, board. Let's, let's have at it here. So first, what if I get an email uh, from my boss or an email from a coworker? Okay. And it could be about scheduling lunch. It could be about, you know, asking me uh, where my staff, you know, what I'm working on, but, but it's, it, it's that kind of standard communication that we get every day. Where, where do we, where do we, where do we kind of think about that? Where does that fall on that, on that personal enterprise ad hoc or my stuff, team stuff, everyone's stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely my, my stuff, right? I mean, and I, and definitely, I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah so, personal, so my stuff. My stuff. Yeah. And so it's going to go in our email inbox, right? Yep. And I think where it gets yep. interesting is when we get into things like how can we make that actionable so we can take those things and put it into like a task or a to-do or something like that, right? I mean, like my boss needs me to take care of this by the end of the day. You know, I'm going to throw that in to-do. And those are just kind of some examples of, of how that can spin off in a different direction. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, that email from your your boss or your coworker would would go into your your mailbox your personal mailbox all right so <laughs> that was an email but but there's, a, there's other kinds of emails we get as well, right? So what if we get an email from uh, a customer or a client or a coworker about the project that we happen yeah. to be working on? Project. You know, that seems to me to be team stuff or ad hoc, right? Sure, absolutely. And and so where would you say we would store that kind of stuff? What, what are some places we would think about that? Yeah, so I mean, I think the foundational level component that we have that has a shared mailbox behind the scenes is that Office 365 group, right? So I mean, it's definitely something, mm -hmm. you know, where we have a shared mailbox behind the scenes where we can store that particular message. And then we could later turn that particular group into a Microsoft team to add the group chat on top of it and things like that, right? So it just really depends on yep. what that project becomes. Uh, it could be a Microsoft team, right? Under the covers of that Microsoft Teams is an Office 365 group. Yep. And we can turn that on. It's not turned on by default when you create a new team, but we can turn that on to where it's a folder that you see at the bottom of your Outlook client. They can automatically yep. receive email, right? We can turn those things on. And then there's the shared mailbox. And we've talked about that um, before too, just exactly. a shared mailbox. And Microsoft doesn't charge you for the 50 gig that goes into that shared mailbox. There's no license that's required for that. So that's another place that we could put that. So the shared mailbox is perfect for like a, a help desk scenario or or a yeah. You could even look at it for a customer if you wanted to do that, if that's how you wanted to handle it. But the way that I look at it is if I put that stuff into Outlook, I'm limiting myself to the features that I have access to, right? I'm limiting myself yep. to the features that I have access to in that Outlook client. Okay. So that's why I would lead more, lean more towards a, an Office 365 group or a team because eventually I could use those group features and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I think one of the things to think about that that is a little bit of a difficulty is people have to change a little bit about how they work, right? Uh, but because what we're saying now is, hey, um, instead of sending emails back and forth from my personal email, I may want to send them from the group instead and have the group conversation. Uh, but, but the nice thing is if I know when I go to that group, if it's related to the project, when I go to that group, oh, the only emails in there are related to the project. Yeah. 
right? I don't have to go out and find and, and sift through yeah. the other 297 emails I get in a day because the only three in there for that day are yeah. related to the project, which is a nice thing. Okay. Fighting so, with the con- the you know the conversation threads and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. So so we, we kind of talk about emails, but, but emails are one type of conversation. There's also this concept of chats, right? We also have this whole area of IMs and chats that we can have now. So let's talk about the fact that, you know, hey, uh, I may be having a conversation with somebody and somebody wants to, you know, just pings me about, um, you know, going to lunch uh, via Skype or now Teams, right? Um, yep. You know, Where's where do we think that lives, right? Is does that belong in a in a team, or is that something else? Well, it, it depends on who you ask and how much they they love teams. Uh, or or well, don't I, love teams. I I love teams. Although I did see somebody um uh who's going to be doing the um the M three sixty five virtual marathon with me. She has dyed her hair pink, and I'm like I'm thinking a uh, purple rather, and I'm thinking to myself, now that's some dedication I might get around because I have this <laughs> I have this long flowing COVID hairstyle now and i'm wondering if <laughs> yeah, purple would look good for me <laughs> i think you need so, a hat so, you need a team's uh, hat That's what you i would need a, I, I i you know all i have is i have hang on all i have is my my power automate hat oh and there you, you go I don't, I don't wear it very often yeah um but um so so getting back to the point here um yep if somebody, if we're just talking, just chatting back and forth with each other, then it makes a certain amount of sense for that to live inside of just the, the one-on-one chat. But what if we're having a chat about the project again? Exactly. That would make sense to actually have that chat take place in the the team or in the channel inside the team that is tracking that project, right? Yep. Now, and, and this is something that, you know, it's funny because people struggle with that concept still they 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 still struggle with that concept and they will direct chat you about something that really could use other people's visibility so what i find myself doing a lot is asking that person to repost their question to me um right. in a you know in a team's channel Makes and sense. if i get an email or something like that you know i forward that email to the team's channel and then i make a comment about it you know so it's it's really sure. kind of evangelizing and pushing people back into those those structured channels in those structured teams and everything that we've created um, yeah. for the project, right? Like we said. Well, and, and and I look at it as contextualizing the information, right? When I go to a project sure. site or a team site, right, in Microsoft Teams. Everything in there is related to that topic, all of the files, all of the conversations, and I can even link files and conversations together if I want to, which I think is really, really powerful and transformative, a way that you can really change how you do work inside your organization. All right, so 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 that that that's kind of that ad hoc work, and we're talking about chats there, right? But let's talk about files, because we're starting to get into that whole file concept. So we've said, if I create a file related to the project, it makes sense to stick that in a team site or maybe into project online, right? Which is SharePoint online uh, because it's related to that project. If we're using project online, it creates a SharePoint team site for us. Uh, but what about right. what about if I start writing a document? Let's say that I'm I'm authoring something and the only and it's ju- it's just myself. It's a report I'm working on. I'm I'm analyzing a bunch of data. It's it's you know yeah maybe I'll show it to my boss later on when I've when I when I've got it 
put together better or it's a PowerPoint presentation for something I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm doing this presentation um, on uh, the 28th. Uh, I guess it's the 27th, the 28th. I forget which day is the Wednesday. I'm on Wednesday. Yeah, congrats, by on, the way. That's, that's, the, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, on, on Power Virtual Agents, right? And so in that situation, see, it's going to be actually, it's on Wednesday, the 27th. Um, I'll be doing a presentation at 5 p.m. Central on Power Virtual Agents. Well, that, that, that PowerPoint, that's really only applicable to me, right? What, what's the right. place to store that? that that's, a, that's definitely a my stuff or a personal, right? Yep. It's definitely my, my stuff or my personal. So any, anytime there's drafts or anything like that that I'm working on, I always start mm -hmm. in OneDrive. I mean, I always start that content in OneDrive. I start working on that content in OneDrive. I get it like I need it to, to where it's ready to post or ready to publish. And then that's when I will copy it to the appropriate team. And, you know, if I'm ever so inclined, you know, move it to the team if I don't want to have multiple copies of that file or whatever. But the, yep. the beauty of that, right, is that all of the back end is, is SharePoint online, right? It's so SharePoint. I mean, it's all it's SharePoint. SharePoint. It's all SharePoint. Jeff, so Teeper, Jeff Teeper has achieved his ultimate goal to own everything, right, yeah. in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So we talked about this report. We've talked about this project schedule. So as we work through the project, let's say that we create a document, a, a training document on how to use an ERP. So we've made some changes to the ERP system. We've written up this new submit this Microsoft form. It's going to kick off this Power Automate flow. It's going to make some changes to the backend system. And we need to publish that out to the organization. What does that sound like? That's not personal. That's not yeah, really no, ad hoc, it's right? Not. Yeah. It's really the it's enterprise. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, it's 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 definitely enterprise moving towards you know every everyone else's or, or everybody right or everybody right. needs access to something like that, and that's where I think a more organized or you know a a a well presented intranet site or something like that would be a landing spot for a document like that. Yeah, you know what. I have the conversation often with people about OneDrive and the way that I explain OneDrive to them is I, I do use the term my stuff, but I also say, remember back in the day when you had a home drive or a user drive, mm -hmm. that was your mm -hmm. drive, right? That you keep that stuff there. But once we start getting into departmental shares and other things like that, we start branching out into these other areas. So when which we have are, a which broad, are more enterprise right, level, yeah, right? When we have a more broad, like everybody across the company, and that's where we would be in a share, a SharePoint intranet or or Yammer or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that that that's a good point. That Yammer is a good place to go and do that stuff as well. You know, um, which is which would work which would work perfectly well. All right. So from that standpoint, what we tried to do here was come up with a bunch of different ideas of the types of documents and communications that people have inside the organization. And so. To recap, think of what type of information is it? Is it my stuff? Is it personal? Yeah. Is it ad hoc or team stuff? Is it everyone's stuff that the enterprise would, would use, right? And that's going to yeah. guide you on where the I mean, personal, my stuff, your personal email box, your mm -hmm. OneDrive for business, right? Your team, your team's one-on-one -on -one chats, right? Because yep. that's the confusing thing people get, right? I put it in Teams. Well, Teams contains both personal and ad hoc stuff and sometimes some enterprise yeah. stuff it's a, so that that's yeah. a little microsoft has made it blurry 
And that yeah. and that's a little bit difficult, right? If it's if it is ad hoc or team stuff, right? If it's about the project, SharePoint, Microsoft Teams, Open yeah. 65 groups, all are places to put those kinds of things. And then finally, we still have a Yammer concept, which is everybody. We yeah. have the concept of a SharePoint intranet, which is everybody, and that works out great. Yeah, I think okay. features drive features drive a lot of that too, right? So features like co-authoring yeah. and that sort of thing would 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 push me towards more of a you know teams type of scenario where I can co-author with a with somebody that's in the same team fairly easily. So features kind of drive where you could put the information as well. All right, so it's time for one last thing. So Brian, tell me one last thing you want to talk about as we conclude our podcast. I am in a cover band. I am a singer. I what's the in, name? What is in, the name of your cover band again? The cover band is called Eight So we do nothing but uh, it's kind of like a, yeah, we do nothing but eighties music. So it's kind of like uh, we're all IT folks, and we oh, came up holding an Eight after my own heart, the best music ever. Need to come see us. Music. Get you up there I'm and we'll too. get you to do some. When, when uh, we lift so this, I, this lockdown, I will. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we might have to do a remote session or something. There so, we go. you know, and, and on that, you know, uh, remote session, they have these, you know, these devices now that you can buy for home recording, you know, your own home recording. Uh-huh. So cool. um, my little device that I have here is called a Focusrite. And I can plug, you know, up to two, you know, either a microphone and a guitar into it at the same time. And I can mm-hmm. record and track and track and track and track, you know, so I can have I can have 20 tracks in a particular song. I can oh, play wow. guitar on top of whatever I've already played. I can sing harmony on top of what I've already sang. Um, but, yeah, I've been playing with that a little bit. And there's a. There's a bunch of drum loops and different things in there like that that sound actually like live drums. So wow. I've been having a little bit of fun with that when I have time. It's very time consuming. But yeah, I mean, that's been kind of what I've been working on, man. I, When I awesome. uh, just need a break and need something else to do, I plug in the guitar and I uh, I belt it out into the Focusrite. <laughs> that that sounds significantly more complex than the four track uh, cassette recorder that my buddy had uh, back when we were in high school, and yeah. we would we would sit there. We actually recorded a bunch of uh, of songs back then that we wrote that were that were kind of fun. So, yeah. so what I've been doing. Uh, one last thing is we we just finished watching Clone Wars season seven. And um, because we are we are big nerds in my family. I mean, if you if you look at my shirt, those of you that that recognize this, this is the uh, the Firefly song. So I, I'm not wearing Star Wars Day, but I'm wearing Firefly, um, which was a, a really amazing series. But we've been watching Clone Wars season seven, and oh my goodness. I, it is just so very, very good. Yeah. The last four episodes that close out the series actually occur concurrently with Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, so we've crazy. seen that movie. We've seen episode three. We know what's happening. You know, Obi-Wan and Anakin get called away to go rescue the Chancellor. And there's yeah. various points in time where they actually they actually recreate scenes from the movie that you ancillarily watch at the same time so it's it's really amazing how they did that uh and if you have if you are a star wars fan you've just got to watch this stuff it is just amazingly good things it is uh it is as good as the mandalorian has been so that that put amazing yeah 
Well, and, and, and really, they're both produced by Dave Filoni, who's did the Clone Wars and is yeah. and is also involved with the Mandalorian. So there's really a lot of, of cool. And actually, the next season of the Mandalorian, we're supposed to see Ahsoka Tano showing up. Uh, yeah. you know, and actually, that's one of the cool things at the end of 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 the Clone Wars season seven. You see how it is Ahsoka gets away. You see Chopper, although he's not Chopper yeah. yet. Um, uh, there's a droid that is almost like Chopper. They call him Chirper. Or cheaper, rather, and and he gets destroyed with other droids, and and she's going to put them back together, and you can tell that's going to become Chopper uh, when this is all said and done. It it just and that's all with Star Wars Rebels, which we've watched, uh, yeah. which is also very good. So seven seasons though, and in all sorts of episodes, it's amazing how long they can carry on that story. You know, it's just absolutely incredible. It and it, it just shows you how deep the imagination goes. Um, in, in, in what they produce back in the day, you know, that story it's, is just it's amazing. great stuff. It really is. Yeah. It's just, it's just really, really well done stuff. Yeah. But, uh, alas, we have come to the end of our session. Uh, and we want to thank you for listening to episode 14, where to put your stuff and remind if you I to join us. <laughs> yes. If you do sign language, um, but we want you to join us on Facebook. So go to uh, fb.me slash cloud whispers, follow us on um, Twitter at cloud whispers, right? Uh, if you go to SoundCloud, uh, we, we actually, I was actually able to change our URL instead of being user dash some numbers. It's now soundcloud.com slash cloud whispers. We are obviously on YouTube and you can subscribe to us there. We'll posting a video after, after I get a chance to edit this together. And uh, that, that's going to be an interesting because it's going to be a bunch of different video sources coming in uh, and audio sources now. Uh, but we'll also be publishing the audio on on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, and on SoundCloud, obviously, which yeah. is our, our our place. And we want to thank you guys very much uh, for watching this and for listening to us and for sticking through the technical difficulties in our in our live stream. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way it goes. And and please comment, make any of that, any comments that you want us to talk about or anything like that. And I will uh, dance to the music that I can't hear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll watch David dance.